Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubak Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your host, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. Guys and welcome to episode thirty-one of the Dubak Discussion Podcast. This is your host TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is Jared the Dark Jedi. Hello there, and from the Bantha Babble Podcast, Logan Leveg. Hey, what's up, guys? And from the Rogue One Star Wars Podcast for winners, Johnny Grasso. Yo, what up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Uh, today is October October seventh, two thousand eighteen. And we are how many days out from episode nine? Are we three fifty something? Uh, four thirty-eight. Oof. Episode nine and one hundred and eighty-five days out from Star Wars Celebration. Uh, jeez, that's approaching quickly. It really is. So, uh, Rosso. <laughs> yes. Let's get this show going here. Uh, why don't you tell tell these Dubak guy uh, fans who you are? Uh, well, my name is uh, Johnny Grasso, and um, I am a Star Wars podcaster. I have my own podcast called Rogue One, and that's one with a W. Uh, we're part of the Making Star Wars Network, uh, run by Jason Ward. And, uh, you know, I love Star Wars. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of people just don't understand where the fuck I come from. So oh, you like to curse on this or no? Oh, you let her rip, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of an enigma. I don't I don't like people listen and uh sometimes I have no idea why. And I just don't know what I'm doing sometimes, but I'm honest, I'm blunt. Uh I tell it how it is and I have a good time doing it. Excellent. Why do you like Star Wars? Oh wow. So uh my father was a huge sci fi guy and he was actually really into Star Trek. And then when Star yeah. Wars came out, he got onto that bandwagon. And he bought me the toys because a lot like us, he just liked buying the toys for himself. And like he kept some of the packages, he played with some and he would put them in my hands and I would play with them. So I think I had, you know, tons of Star Wars figures and vehicles before I even saw a film, you know. Uh, and then I first film I saw was Return of the Jedi and I was hooked. And then I was actually shocked that my toys were on screen. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I have that guy. I have that guy. Oh, my God, it's Luke. And I, I I remember making that connection, and then uh, I was hooked since. So you had the toys before you saw the movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a little older. I was like raised in the '80s, so I don't remember you know seeing the movies at like six, seven, eight. Like I just don't remember that far back. Like maybe they were on, and and I watched you know minutes here and there with my father or such. But uh, it was the toys I remember. Like, I remember the Falcon. I remember Slave One. I remember Boba Fett being one of my favorites. I remember Chewbacca being my all-time favorite. And then then all of a sudden, like, I followed the movies. And, you know, I was probably, like, around, like, eight or nine where I just got sucked in. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm in. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and I haven't, I haven't let go since, so. The way to live. Uh, favorite character? 
you know, it, I have a couple answers. Uh, it's, it's tough to, you know, it's, it's really tough to narrow it down. I go through stages. Like when I was a little boy, it was like Luke Skywalker because that's who like you're kind of like forced to relate to. It's the story centers around him. So, but then as I got older and uh, I started to really like girls, like Han Solo became like my role model. And I try to like act like Han in my everyday life. And then, um, and then, but lately, like it's been Chewbacca. Like I had a, uh, I had a dog that passed away last August. So about like, you know, 15 months ago. And uh, his name was Chewbacca, because uh, I always related to Han Solo later in life, so I had to have my Chewbacca. And uh, ever since, you know, I named my dog Chewbacca, and Chewbacca became my best friend in real life, I started just to really, like, get into anything and everything Star Wars character Chewbacca because of my dog. And especially since, like, my dog passed, I've been, like, collecting and hoarding vintage Chewbacca anything. Actually, I just bought a 12-inch complete uh, vintage Chewbacca. So, wow. and they're, they're not easy to get like a hundred percent complete. So I, I was lucky to get one today. That's excellent. Uh, actually, yeah. uh, I just picked up a Chewy Vandor from Solo. Nice. It doesn't, it's not numbered. It's weird. It's black. I click black series and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like $30 on eBay. I, I don't know why it was like so inflated, but, uh, I'm so happy I got it. It's the only Chewy I, I have actually, I have all these other ones and I have all these different versions of Han and everything else, but like. Fucking chewy. I just don't know why I never got it. But now I have the, the whole crew that's been released. Nice. So, uh, the biggest discussion we have on here. Logan, <laughs> don't even start. The only important discussion topic here on Dubai. <laughs> here it comes. Boba versus Jango. Who would win? Right, yeah. Who would win or who do I prefer? Who would win in who a would fight? Alright. I would have to say, because, and, and I actually have some reasoning. Because he trained him to be his equal, if not better, Boba would take out Jango Fett. Oh, come on. I'm never listening to your podcast. (laughs) Deleting it from my Spotify feed, (laughs) sir. Oh, my God. This is great. You got to think about it. Think about it, right? So, um like I, I don't know if you guys have kids or not. I don't know like I what do. your your family situation was when you were little and what. But like every father's dream is to like make his son better than him. Like that's the whole master teacher thing. Like Yoda said in Return of the Jedi, "We are what they turn out to be," or something along those lines. So Django wouldn't be a successful teacher, mentor, father, bounty hunter if Boba didn't exceed his talents. Okay. Okay, here's my counter argument to that. <laughs> Boba is quit laughing. Boba <laughs> was way, way too young when Django got murked by Mace Windu for any of those teachings to actually solidify. And Boba Fett is an incredible bounty hunter because he has this like jack of all trades training that he accumulated from like what he like what he gained from his father. And being taken under the wing of Bosk and Aura Singh and Cad Bane. Right. But he never got he never got that top of the line training that his father would have given him. And I think that a Boba Fett who gets trained through adolescence into adulthood by Django Fett is a much more lethal Boba Fett. Well, do we and know if Django was trained like as a true Mandalorian? We don't know in canon, and I've always just assumed 
legends for this argument. Wasn't he born simply on because we don't have enough to work with in canon? But if we go with legends, Django was brought up as an actual Mandalorian warrior, and Boba, like I said, like he kind of just got cherry picked from everybody he was running with after his father was killed. So that's why I think Django has a leg up on him because, um, and I had sent this into the group chat during this argument, uh, Antoine Bandelay, who those of you listening are not subscribed to him on YouTube, do it now. He has an amazing versus series and he has one of the most comprehensive ways of breaking down characters and their skill sets. The way he broke it down with the whole Django Boba argument is Django Fett was trained as a warrior who uses his skill set like an assassin. Boba Fett is the is the inverse. He is an assassin who fights like a warrior. Boba Fett is more of a contract killer than Django is. But Django handles himself like the assassin who's going to keep his distance. Yeah, I mean, and I think that skill set and his capabilities as a tactician are far and away superior to Boba's. Yeah, it's definitely fun to like kick around and argue, you know. But it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, do you like vanilla or chocolate? You know, can the Hulk defeat Thor or vice versa? It's like, who's the strongest Avenger? It's like one of those like debates that like. I don't think either one of us are going to get to the bottom of the barrel on. No, no, not at all. And that's the fun part about it, you know? But one of the things that you said that I was actually thinking of as you were talking, even before you said it, was how Boba was in the Clone Wars taken under the wing of those other bounty hunters. And so, like, I can look at that as he was taught, like, many different fighting styles. Like, for example, like, Bruce Lee, like, was as good as he was because he took two or three different fighting styles and made one of his own. So maybe we can say that Boba is better than Django because Django's the pure Mandalorian where Boba had some Mandalorian, some Aura Singh, some Bosk, some IG-88, I don't know, you know, and go so on and so forth. Throw a little Dengar in there. Thank you. You know, but we don't, we don't know. It's just, you know, it's, it's like one of those great little fun things that we can drink awesome beer and eat nachos and just yell at each other for. It's like, that's the beautiful thing about Star Wars. Don't yell at me. I agree. Yeah. Logan, nothing? Really? Well, he, my <laughs> point is like, you know, Boba Fett is the best. Like, okay. So, He's better than Django. You guys have all put out the points. He was, like, trained really good by Django. Like, when a father teaches his son, he wants his son to be better than him. Also, he learned stuff from Or Singh, Boss, Kaji88, Dengar, Cad Bane, whatever. All those people are great bounty hunters, except for Or Singh, because he just gets kicked off a cliff or something and dies. The, but, the, fall, the fall killed her, though. So The fall killed her, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I push her. The fall did the work, is Tobias yeah. Beckett. <laughs> But anyways, like that's just all the points, and that's why Boba, Sh- Boba Fett is definitely better than Django in just the whole circle, you know? Like, altogether, Boba is better. Did you guys ever try tweeting Matt Martin or Pablo and asking them flat out who would win in a fight? No. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Here's, <laughs> here's the only thing that has ever kept me from trying to tweet directly at Pablo Hidalgo is like – I feel like his head is just so cluttered with, like, too much lore 
that like eventually like he's he's gonna say some stuff that is not gonna make sense sometimes. He'll he'll either ignore you or like deep like, down humorous, you, you, you know like humorously belittle you. Like he won't embarrass <laughs> you unless you're offensive, which you, none of you are, you know. Um, but he would probably like make a joke out of it. Like yeah. if I if I I just tried to go to Twitter, but then like I started losing the connection, so I went right back to the app. But like when we're done, I'll definitely tweet them both and, and see see what happens. But um, like he'll either say something like you know what's like what do you like better like tomato soup or like clam chowder? It's like it doesn't you know it's whatever you like. Yeah. Uh, or he'll do or he'll say star scream, you know, because he's he's <laughs> a because he's a huge Transformers said? guy. Oh. Also, what you were saying about um, being offensive when I was listening, I was listening to your most recent show while I was at work. Today. I love the point you guys raised on the show about like beyond the actual toxicity of the Last Jedi backlash, like beyond the misogyny and the racial grossness right. that a lot of people who just venomously go after this movie have. That like you can have a legitimate complaint about the movie, like you guys were saying, and still be an asshole about it. Like you can say like there's there's two different ways to say, you know, I just really didn't like Luke's character arc. I really didn't like this take on Luke Skywalker. And the fact that that same argument can be brought up with the you you raped my childhood. Like it, right. I cannot thank you enough for just saying like you could have a legitimate complaint and be a dick about it too. And you were so, so right about that. And just, I, I applaud you guys. I was clapping at work Thanks, when I man. heard. And, and it, it's true. It's like you, almost people are, and well, there are people out there that are terrified to voice their opinion just because they don't want to be lumped into the sexist misogynist crowd. You know, like luckily, you know, I have a, two hour block approximately, you know, sometimes more to explain my point like thoroughly. And then if I still think I don't I, like someone might've missed my point, I'll go back, to, you know, but you can't always do that on Twitter with limited characters. And then you get attacked and there's no way out. Or if you do it like in a bar, you get cut off all the time. So like, you know, luckily, you know, I have that, that ability to take the time to, to express these points. And it is important to understand that like, like I was talking to uh, yesterday at, at New York Comic Con. I don't know if you guys know the Star Wars Underworld uh, podcast. I've heard of it. Yeah, like I was talking to Dom. He's he's one of the, the three guys on there. It's Dom, Chris, and Ben Hart. Um, and I was talking to Dom, and 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 him and I agree that the way the Last Jedi the Last Jedi starts off with that humor, like him and I didn't really like love the humor. Like, hi, waiting waiting for hugs, you know, or hugs. You know, and it's like, and then hugs, hugs falls for it, and he calls him General Hugs again, and and it's just like we both figured that was just a little too much. You know, it's not quite the Star Wars humor. Although, like, by no means am I saying you ruined my childhood, ruined Johnson. I can't believe you. We just we just looked at each other and we're like, yeah, we didn't really like that too much because the General Hugs that like they built, especially in the novels, wouldn't be that like gullible. And keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And and I'm not and I'm not here to debate that like aspect with you, but that's just an example. Like another example is like I can tell you from like a story structure point of view 
that like there is serious faults in the whole Canto Bite storyline. You know, it just goes off on a tangent a little too much, uh, you know, in relation to the real story. And, you know, that's just like you can call any script doctor and like let them look at it and they'll be like, yeah, this probably should have been cut. That should have been cut. This and that. And so there's actually there's legitimate gripes to the movie that you can have and share. But as long like you said, as long as you're not a dick about it, yep. people will hear what you have to say, you know, it's like I don't like like if yeah. someone says I don't like Rose, it's like, oh, why not? It's like, I don't like your haircut. OK, you and I are done talking. You're a moron. But if you say like, <laughs> I don't like I don't like Rose. OK, why not? Like, I thought they forced the love story in at the end because they felt they needed it somewhere in the movie. I'm like, all right, I get that. It wasn't very well developed that she had a crush on Finn. I get it. You know, like that's a legitimate right. I um, I have my own issues with The Last Jedi. They're, they're very minimal. Um, I don't know if you listen to the show or I, have, I, I did my research. I sure did. <laughs> you guys are pretty good, man. Johnny Grosso listens to you. my podcast. Just saying, I'm, I'm like beyond like. Yeah, we need to give TJ a minute. <laughs> just, just mute your mic. We'll, we'll keep talking. Just, just go, relax for a second. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I've made no qualms about the fact that like I am going to defend the Last Jedi till the day I die. Um, it is my as of right now, it is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Um. It absolutely blew me away. I I have my own gripes about it. You know, I'm able to say that. Like, I profoundly, even though I really like Luke's character arc, I think throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder was too much. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I met you at Steel City Comic Con. And what was I doing at Steel City Comic Con? You were running that big booth. I was running that big booth. It just happened to be a change my mind booth. Uh, and that changed my mind booth since the last Jedi was good. Uh, I feel like that kind of fit the character of Luke, uh, especially seeing what he went through. Uh, he just get, he just gave up at that point. Uh, I, I agree with you. The rebellion knocked on he his door. He could have gotten that point across better if he just dropped it. Uh, but I, it's, I, it's played for a gag, and that's my issue with it. The whole movie I'd have been okay gags, with him just though. dropping it, but she... But like he whips it over his shoulder, and then there's that comedic beat, and then Ray's like, "Master Skywalker," and then they cut to the porgs nearly killing themselves with it. Okay, so you're okay with the titty milk scene, but you're not okay with him throwing the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, simply because I it, it, there, there's too much bathos there for me. Again, but that's just you're a okay with right. the titty I milk can live scene, with but it. not that. I can live with it. I'm... All right, here's here's where like you're both right. And, and it's, it's a lot about with, pers- I'm not going to do the che- cheesy point of view line here, but it's all about your perspective. And, and there's something that I just want to remind you guys about Luke. He feels absolutely devastated and responsible for where Kylo in it, Kylo Ren is right now. He feels yeah. responsible to the fact that he went off to hide because he couldn't look his sister in the face and say, I lost your nephew. Like I did this. It was my fault. You know, so when he sees the lightsaber, he probably should be a little more like it's like a, a punch in the gut. It brings back all those failures and losing. He, he lost the ch- He lost his sister's son. And like what I use on my podcast, uh, the example I use on my podcast, you know, like, uh, well, gosh, months ago now was imagine like you pick up your nephew for ice cream and you get into a car accident and the nephew dies. Like you got to go to your sister and say, because I was driving the car, 
and texting, you know, I'm a hundred percent responsible for losing your son. Like that's hard to live with. And if I showed you a picture of the car, you're not going to look at it and do a comedic beat over the shoulder. Like you're going to get a gut punch from hell and you're going to be absolutely devastated. So that's where you're both kind of right. Like it probably should have been less comedic, but he is also disgusted at it at the same time. And that, yeah, yeah. that's just, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like I'm cool with him disposing of it, but if he just dropped it or like threw it past Ray, but there's just something inherently comedic about him just yeeting it over his shoulder. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I like your interpretation of that whole scene, but that lightsaber in particular, and I did this essay in defense of The Last Jedi. It's on the Dubeck website. And if you guys listening um haven't read it yet, um it it's worth looking at. I think it's something that, you know, it, it's my interpretation of it and delves into the whole idea of the heroes and legacies and the whole arc of failure. My big takeaway with Luke's character in the last Jedi is that despite how bright eyed he was about becoming his Jedi grandmaster and trying to put in, and trying to put the pieces back together, he couldn't not repeat the same mistakes everyone else made before him. His arrogance and dedication to the Jedi was so misguided that he went ahead and pulled a Windu, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and he becomes the new Obi-Wan. And when he sees that lightsaber, he sees – like that lightsaber in particular, he sees his hero worship of his father and the Jedi of old and that it's a disdain for like – I was so wrong about the concept of what the Jedi are. And that's where his contempt for that specific sword comes from. Um, that's just me. And I, no, I just, I like, I, I love it. I actually, I don't like it. I love it. And, and, and it kind of goes in with what I was saying, just a little, like a little more vanilla, not as like hardcore as like you're driving with your sister's kid and she's dead. And she dies. You know, like I was a little, I was a little too blunt force trauma with the example, but, like I really no, like I, what you're I, saying. I, yeah. No, I really like what you're saying, and and it, it is like hero worship, and and I like the fact that that you said like it's going to fail. Like they all failed, and what he did, he failed. And when you guys start growing your community, and you, and you got your do back, uh, like community, you, you know, whatever nickname the doers, you know, whatever you want to like call them. Like I have my robot army. What is it? Discussioners. Discussioners. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can do better. You can do better. Not not very catchy. So let's work on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, okay. So the discussioners, like, let's say you get this like uh, face group or, or DM chat. Like, you, there's gonna you're gonna think they're all cool, and then there's gonna be an asshole who rises from the ashes that's gonna split your fucking little face group group or DM chat in half. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, this guy said this, this guy, and it's gonna happen. And like, that's, and this is a real silly 2018 example, but like, that's what happened to Luke. Like, he thought he was going along great, and he had all these, these, he had these 12 students that were like, absolutely like loving the force and doing great things. And then he lost Kylo. Like, he knew it was gonna, like, it was gonna happen. And it happened before, and it's gonna happen again. And that's why he said the Jedi, the Jedi must end 
because he knew it's going to like just keep reoccurring. To use a, a cheesy Matrix example, you know, because it's based on that like that German philosopher. I forget his name, but it's like it's all cyclical, and no matter how good you try, there's no such thing as a utopian Nietzsche, society because yeah, it, it'll yeah. it'll find a way to destroy itself. And like there's another book. Um, well, how about this? The movie, The Beach, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, there was a book, I forget who wrote it, but he ended up being a director. Um, anyway, so the whole idea of the book is he tried to find paradise on earth and then he found it and then he destroyed it. Like you just can't maintain that utopia. And in a way, that's kind of like what Luke realized. You can't maintain the Jedi order, you know, and that's the whole theme of the movie balance. You know, if the good comes, here comes the bad, here comes the dark side, the dark side comes, the, the light up to meet it. The light rises up to meet it. And yeah. You know, that, that was something else I touched on in my article where it was like Luke's arc. And this is where I think anybody who said, oh, I hated Luke Skywalker's character arc in The Last Jedi. I legitimately don't think they watched the whole movie. Ah! Like I don't think they saw him, like his interaction with Yoda and after that. Because um, he goes from this mindset of – it's always going to fail. It's always going to fall flat on its face. Someone like me, someone like Obi-Wan, someone like Windu, someone like Yoda is going to fuck up large and create a monster. And eventually he has that epiphany that no, there might be failures, there might be misgivings, but the Jedi are a net positive for the galaxy. And it has to be there. And that, and like you were saying, there ha you have to strike that balance. And whether it be the ph philosophical balance in the Force, or just a balance of the Jedi just acting like real people, you know, there's just so much to unpack there. And I, I just feel like, you know, and this isn't true of everybody who disliked the movie. Obviously, everybody has their own takes and what they what they liked and what they didn't like, but. You know, I think if your biggest gripe with the movie is that Luke Skywalker wasn't Jedi Superman, I don't know what what they could have done to satisfy you. Oh, I, I can tell you what they could have done to satisfy them. Because, uh, like, I admit, like, you know, I know you heard that episode. Like, I admit it frequently. Like, when Luke came out uh, on Crate, I was like, oh, boy. Bring those bitches down with the force, my man. Cripple those adats. Like, let's go. Let's go. Me let's too. see. It. Me too. You know? And, uh, and like the little fanboys in us wanted to see that. But then, like, you have to look at yourself and be like, all right, like, if you're right, if you're writing Star Wars, it's your responsibility. You know, you really can't do that because then you become, then it be, doesn't become a real world. Because the problem with DC movies, and, and yeah, I'm bringing Superman into it is because like, if you make a character that's infallible, then like, what is he going to fight? Like, that's why like sometimes comic books get like so dumb and, and DC more than Marvel didn't have heroes with faults. So it's like, yeah, there's kryptonite, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's Superman. Like you can't really take him down. And if you do, he's going to come back. Like, so you didn't want to make Luke Superman. Cause then it's like, where's the threat? Where's the danger? Where's the movie? Where's the drama? You know? So you couldn't make Luke be able to take out the first order all at once. And that's why he says it early on in the beginning. Like, what do you want me to do? Walk out with a laser sword and take down the first order. Like he's telling us right then and there, you're not going to get the ending. You think you're getting, 
you know? Now, with that being said, did I want to see him actually there in person, like lightsaber fight, either Snoke, like when I was first, like, you know, um, thinking about how the movie might go, or as I was watching the movie, did I want to see him actually lightsaber fight Kylo and maybe even lose and have Ray save him? You know, like, yeah, like that, all those things were going through my head at the time, but Ryan gave us something that none of us saw coming. And at the end of the day, like, isn't that what you want? Yeah. You know, like, kind of, like, like to use like an Avengers Infinity War, like, we all know they're coming back, you know? Like, the we know Spider Man. pull it off, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, but you know they're coming back, you know? It's like, so Ryan Johnson gave you that ending that you didn't see coming, and you got to really, like, tip your hat to him. And what I also say frequently is, even though out of the nine films, you know, The Last Jedi might be like six ish right now for me, but if I had to choose a director to give me something 100% brand new, it would be Ryan Johnson. I also, the, the thing I like the most about Luke's ending on Crate, and then we can move on to the actual discussion topics, is I feel like I accidentally got us off on way more of a tangent than we meant to be on. <laughs> um, and the, this is something I've touched on. I touched on in the article, and I've said this before. I, and not enough people point this out when they're analyzing the film, and it drives me insane, is that Luke's big arc is that he has become Obi-Wan. And I don't – I consider Obi-Wan to be a more impactful teacher on Luke than Yoda. I oh, think, well, yeah, for sure. And I, and, I, and I think everybody gives Yoda more not more credit than he deserves. But like Obi-Wan is the one who he mentions the most to people. And Obi-Wan's the one who still talks to him despite his own death. And for him to have that arc identical to Obi-Wan where your apprentice goes off the deep end, you're partially to blame, you go off into exile, you know, and people talk about, oh, Luke gave up on the Jedi. Obi-Wan in A New Hope refers to himself as a Jedi in the past tense. Yeah. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. I was once. And, you know, whether or not that means that he's saying, oh, you know, back in the day when I was in my prime and I was Ewan McGregor, or if he's legitimately like, I don't consider myself much of a Jedi these days. Whichever way you take that, he's referring to his days as a Jedi master in the past tense. Same as Luke. And Luke gives his life so that this fledgling rebellion can escape. The same way Obi-Wan does. In this bloodless, sacrificial way where he doesn't hurt a single person. He he goes out like a true Jedi, like a pacifist. And I think it is just so incredibly Obi-Wan-esque. Well, I I think your your best Obi-Wan-esque example should be he gave his life as a distraction so the other heroes can escape. Because that's what Luke did exactly, and Obi Wan yeah. did. Yeah, that's your biggest like, uh, you know, um, called connection. I like it. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. thirty As minutes for the angry over. Snapchat I just got from TJ. Let's talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> I did this for three days. For three days. <laughs> 
Straight. Oh, so much news. We okay. wasted way too much time, it's boys. It's fine, buddy. I understand. Okay. So, Logan, the Mandalorian. Yes. Actually, you know what? Let's do my intro. It's time to buckle up, baby. It's time for the news. Uh, Mandalorian uh, TV show was announced by John Favreau. I wrote an article about it earlier this week. Actually, yesterday, didn't I? Yep. That was yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, so, Logan... Grosso, yes. you already talked about it yes. about two two other times uh, on. <laughs> uh, so, Mandalorian revealed. Logan, you want to talk about this first? Um, yeah, sure. Do you want me to read the whole entire article, or just say kind of like pinpoints about it? Because I think we can just riff on it. You know? right, I mean, it. So, just just to kind of go along, um, they have a budget of a hundred million dollars per episode. It's a going to be a live action Star Wars television show. Uh, that's in uh, production by John Favreau. Uh, it's going to be streaming on Disney Play, uh, and he also showed a picture of the actual Mandalorian and kind of a little uh, sneak peek on to what it is about. It says right here: After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. Now, we know, so there's probably going to be no Empire, and there's going to be no First Order. And <clears throat> he's out of the reaches of the New Republic. So we're going to see new enemies, we're going to see new allies, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward towards. <clears throat> and this means, if you know, if he's a gunfighter and all that, and in the far reaches, oh man, it's going to be interesting, because we might see the Huts, which you guys all know I'm into oh, like, underworld stuff. So, you know... It's going to be good, uh, yeah. and I can't wait for that. We might actually see Rod of the Hutt. We might see stuff about Jabba passing away and then having them try to get revenge on Leia and Han and Luke. So that's going to be just amazing. Um, there's all, there, Here's the list of the directors that were announced for the series, which is, of course, Dave Filoni, the one and only, you know, great. The hat. Uh, who, yeah, who made Clone Wars and Rebels. Taika Watiti, who made Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Rick, Taika Watiti. Yeah, Rick. I, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. You guys know this. But anyways. Give me that uh, last name, Logan. Rick. Give me that last name. I hate you, dude. I hate you with a burning passion. Okay. Rick Famuiwa. <laughs> Dope. Uh, Bryce Dallas Hallard, Soulmates, and Deborah Chow, Man in the High Castle. Um, they're going to be directing each kind of episode. So... I think that's going to be good. I actually can't wait for this series. It's going to be really cool because there's going to be Mandalorian. There's also Resistance out. And then they're going to have the new Clone Wars season come out. So that's a whole bunch of Star Wars we're going to get. And this is all going to be like, what, 2019? So yes. uh, It's going to premiere on the Disney streaming service called Disney Play. Yeah, but still, like, so is the Clone Wars. And I bet Resistance, I bet Resistance is going to be on there as well. So that's just going to be full of Star Wars that we're going to be able to watch every single week. That's three different series to go at it. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's going to be – it's a lot of Star Wars. So uh, I tweeted at Jason about this actually. Uh, well, there's a, there's a rumor that John Leguizamo – is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Yeah, John Leguizamo. So there's a rumor that he's going to be in the movie. So I made a joke to uh, Jason Ward on Twitter and, uh, and I said uh, – We'll have an intergalactic food truck, and it sells Bantha burgers and Dubak dogs. Then John Favreau <laughs> makes a spinoff called Galaxy Chef. It's an immediate hit, and they start a food chain, and we all go crazy. 
Nice. <laughs> um, I was also going to say, I don't think it was in the article, or maybe it wasn't even out, like this rumor wasn't out there just yet, um, with the John Leguizamo thing. I can't remember his name to save my life, but the guy who played Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones is also... Pedro, Pedro Pascal, his, uh, his agent. His agent uh, declined it, like just flat out, not even like being aloof. He was like, no. Yeah, well, yeah the, the agents decline that kind of thing all the time, though. Like, yeah, it's, Sometimes they're aloof, though. This guy flat out said, like, no, nah, he's not it. Wow. I, I'll believe it when I see the show. Like, anytime an agent says anything, a lot of the time, like, I, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch said for years he wasn't going to play Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? So I, I hope I hope you're right because I'm a big fan of Pedro. Same, same. I'm kind of disappointed we don't get to see him play a Jedi or someone with like a sword. Because like just 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 that you know you killed my sister you raped my sister you raped you raped my sister. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh the someone put lightsabers in their hands? Yes, it's like one of my favorite videos on YouTube. Yeah. It's so good, but yeah, I hope but he's from right. from 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 my from my friends, uh, Jason being one of them. It looks like Pedro's a dead rumor, but the John Leguizamo one is hot, but not a fact. Okay. Yeah. I love Johnny Legs. So. We're we're all pumped for this. I mean, I listened to uh, Blue Harvest earlier this week, and it was literally just Hawes fanboying for over an hour. Uh, I was funny story. I was listening to that episode today, the one that released on uh, Saturday morning. So I was listening today Mm -hmm. as my as my Giants were blowing another football game. (laughs) Uh, Rough, rough loss, rough loss. Uh, And he texted me and and I opened up my my text message. and I had to pause the podcast and I'm like, bro, I'm like, you're fucking I'm I'm trying to listen to you, dude. You're interrupting me. (laughs) I saw your tweet and about that. Was, yeah, that was true. And then I, I didn't, I didn't, re, I didn't tweet again later. So then I paused it. I did a bunch of stuff. And then literally ten minutes into finishing it, he calls me, and I'm like, "Bro, do you not want me to hear what you have to say this week? Like, come on!" And uh, and then he was la- he was laughing his ass off because usually I don't when it's something big like this. I won't listen to Blue Harvest until after I record with him on Tuesday because I don't want to know what he thinks. Yeah. You know, some it, it depends when the news falls. Like this time the news fell. So, you know, he got to re- talk about a Blue Harvest first. Sometimes he talks about it on Road One first. You know, it depends when it falls. Uh, but usually I avoid it until I get to hear him in person talk, not in person, but you know what I'm saying, live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but because he's such a Mandalore Boba Fett fan i had it i had to immediately plug in but like he just wouldn't let me listen well let me he kept calling me i'm like what's up buddy he's like i i, I went to uh i went to a zoo and they were mistreating me i was like dude that sucks so then we got all sad <laughs> and then we Christ. talked about and then we talked about his podcast <laughs> so but anyone else want to talk about mandalorian <laughs> i would love to what, what do you want to know uh <laughs> I got into an argument today with a guy who said that let's he, kick his ass. Yeah, well, he thinks that that this that the guy that uh, this show centers around is actually just Boba with new armor. Stop. 
I messaged Logan about it because someone because someone complained about that because they're making the show it ruins Boba Fett for them because the only reason we're actually interested in Boba Fett is because of his cool armor. What? It's the same armor. Does he just like the color green? Like I can paint it green for him if he wants. I don't know. <laughs> I, I Isn't it canon that Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc anyway? No. 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 Because in the aftermath books, there's that guy who like scalp the Jawas take the armor out of the pit of Carcoon, and then the Jawas flip it, and then some guy buys it, and he becomes like a Clint Eastwood style Wild West sheriff on Tatooine, masquerading as Boba Fett. All right, so this show takes place about three years after Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. So uh, you're. So you're looking at two things you got to look at here. Number one, George Lucas told – I forget the writer, but the guy doing like the Return of the Jedi behind the scenes book. George Lucas told him Boba Fett survives. Yep. And us fans have held on to that. Even though it's not anywhere written in, in canon, yep. we're just hanging on to that one, one little flippant comment by George Lucas. Oh, no, he survives. He's fine. And then the other piece of evidence is – when Jabba explains you will be tortured in the belly of the Sarlacc for a thousand years. So he's not instantly killed. So there's a chance that he's living in the belly, just suffering um, like Jabba says he's going. So there's a, there's, 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 there's two things you can hang on to now, personally, like I, you know, I believe the maker, bro. Like it's his world. I just live in it. And he says he's alive. He's fucking alive. Uh, the aftermath novel, like, you know, novels are canon until they're not. And that's what that's what basically like I forget who said it, it might have been Pablo or just like an official release from from Lucasfilm. Basically what they're saying is the film canon trumps book canon. So even though, you know, he wrote that little quick little thing that's cool and we all like freaked out, it it, it could be nothing. So I wouldn't like wouldn't hang your hat on that solely. I guess what yeah. I'm trying to say is they can easily bring Boba Fett back in this TV series, and I hope they do. You know, um, but it won't be the guy in the brownish armor. Like that's someone new. It might be a girl too, as well. It could be fucking Sabine for all I know. I don't know. You know, yeah, Sabine, yeah, you're right. Sabine's 30 right now. You know, so maybe well, she she got tired looking for Ezra, and she's like, I'm just gonna hang out here. Could this be a chance for Daniel Logan to to reprise his role? No, if no. they get um, if they get a if they get a Boba, well, Daniel Logan's like five six, and uh. not a very good actor. Like I'm, I'm don't get don't beat me up. I hope your listeners don't beat me up. Daniel Logan, you just you can't cast him as Boba Fett. He's like five six. He's he's not a very talented actor. He didn't like grow into like a great actor. Um, so they probably wouldn't cast him if it was just take off the helmet for a quick little peekaboo, like maybe just to like make people smile. But then you would go with Tamora Morrison anyway. If you were going to do that. Yeah, you're I was right. going to say, um, if right. it's an older Boba, you go with Tamora. Um, I don't know much about Daniel Logan's acting chops. I know that the fans love him and that I hope um, – and he's a really nice guy. I've met him a couple times. Yeah, and look, I'm not trying to shit in the dude's cereal. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> but he got his big break in 2002. And, like, yeah. can you list other movies he's been in? You're right. Nope. Oh, he was on the <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> show once. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, like, I don't mean to be a dick, 
Like, but just follow, follow, follow. Hollywood right. doesn't make mistakes, you know? Like, I used to say Jennifer Lopez was the worst actress. And after two or three movies, she stopped getting more movies, you know? I When I watched Star Wars as, like, a young teenager, I was drawn to Han Solo. And guess what? Harrison Ford became the breakout movie, you know? It's like Hollywood doesn't fuck up. You're right. They follow... They follow yeah. the money. They, they they follow the audience. And Daniel Logan just, I, I mean, look, like I'll, I'll throw it on myself. I was a childhood actor. Like I was on Nickelodeon, and like I did not blossom into the next Tom Cruise and Arnold Caprio. That's on me. I'm bro. not gonna That's lie, Grasso. You talked that. about that, and I looked it up on YouTube. You did? I did. Yeah, it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's. It was the bully, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it was, it was just you, you getting chased, right? No, I was the, uh, I was the guy with the bat. Oh, I was okay. chasing. Oh. Hey, I was, the, I was the alpha male. Give me credit <laughs> for at least that. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was the alpha. Oh, that's great. So, but, also- um, but I'd like to apologize to Daniel Logan, by the way, because now I feel fucking horrible. No, but, you, um, your opinion is completely justified. And I don't think his, but, his age is right either. But there's no way they're just gonna. They're not gonna. They're not putting a hundred million dollars behind his name. That's all I'm no. saying. No. No. Uh, so fanboys cried out this week whenever Kathleen Kennedy was announced to have a three-year contract extension. Oh uh, yes, yes. It was the most glorious thing I've ever seen, and I've never seen uh, Twitter explode like that because it was literally just neckbeards and man babies just crying all at once. It was well, like uh, it's like that scene in A New Hope. It's like uh. Like the force, like uh, what? What, what Obi Wan say? It's like a million voices. Oh, cried out! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> force, as though a million voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I was actually listening to Rogue One on the way home from work tonight, and uh, they were actually uh, Johnny. You know, he's on my podcast right now. Okay, I'm done fanboying. Uh, Hi. Yeah, you, you were talking about this. And there was just so much hate, and you, like you were said, uh, someone said about someone needs to. Uh, what was it? It was the Abraham Lincoln thing you said. Where was that Hawes that said that? Someone said that uh, someone needs to John Wilkes Booth her ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Who says that shit? I I don't know. And the at least that makes sense because if you don't like someone, you want to hurt them. That makes sense. But someone actually said that. She got the job again because no one else wanted it. That was the dumbest reason I ever heard. Yeah, that's you know? sure there's plenty of people at Lucasfilm that just be like, hey, I want that. Yeah. Dude, like, Hart would take it. Like, I mean, that's probably going to get it next because she's just so intelligent and she's like, uh, she's seasoned. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, although I'd like to see, like, uh, you know, Matt Martin get it, but, you know, he's just like young. He's probably got to do a little more and whatnot. But, um, you know, it's 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 gonna go to like Carrie Hart, but again, like that was the dumbest thing. Like, oh, no one else wanted it, so they gave her through your extension. It's like you're an idiot. Like you're you're a moron. And and I don't know what it is. It's it's I I actually you know what I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna say it's got nothing to do with her being a woman. It's just the fact that like they didn't get the extended universe version of Luke they wanted, and that's what it all comes down to. Because you didn't hear all this shit after. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was pretty much what everyone wanted, but yeah. then people were like, "Oh, it's just a retread of the New Hope." 
And like now, Ryan Johnson says, well, I'm not going to retrade Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi. I'm going to give you something completely new. And then they freak out over that. It's like at the end of the day, just shut the fuck up and watch the movie. You like it or you don't. You know? I don't feel like freak every out. Star don't Wars movie me. we get is a gift. I yeah. feel like we should just be happy with it. I mean, we're getting new content. Shut the fuck up and be happy. Like Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I know you guys are gonna talk about like uh, or you already brought it up, um, you know, the, the resistance and, and all the new content. Like, even though like that's probably not for me and I'm not gonna like, you know, set my DVR to it and watch it as soon as it comes out. Uh, but I appreciate what it's doing and it's creating young, awesome Star Wars fans that are going to grow up and become consumers. And then if they buy and consume, my old ass gets more Star Wars film and TV shows. I agree. And, and more and adult cartoons like The Clone Wars coming back, baby. What's up with that? I love it. Uh, that's what Logan is. Like, Logan's a Clone Wars baby. And, uh, like, that, yeah, that's bro. his Star Wars. Like, similar to Corey Van Dyke, like, Logan. Logan's uh, like he is like the Clone Wars kid, similar to other people his age. Like he grew up with that. Uh, I grew up with the re-releases, so that's my Star Wars is the re-releases and uh, the prequel trilogy. And See, I, I I I grew up with it, it, it gone. Like when I was old enough to like realize what I had, you know, like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like my father had to sit me down and say, like, no, no, Johnny, they're they're done. <laughs> that's it and i'm like i don't get to see what happens to luke no they're they're is luke is is han solo and princess Leia gonna get married i i don't know it's over george lucas isn't making it anymore i could and then imagine. fucking and and then 1994 happened when like you started hearing rumbling you know that's when he started kind of like jotting down ideas and like it started like leaking out and then fucking 1997 like you said like the re-releases and he was doing that to like he already had the movie written and he was trying to like, you know, generate the buzz and the interest again. And then boom, you start hearing like, I'm making a movie and the world freaks out like they did in 20, what, 13, yeah. 14. Um, what you guys were saying about like the generations of fans. Um, I came up predominantly with like the Clone Wars multimedia project. And I was like super into Star Wars leading up to that. So like the old Clone Wars micro series. How old are you, Jared? Um, I'm 20. Oh. So I got to have this really interesting experience watching the fandom grow. Um, you know, uh, TJ, Johnny, you guys are older than I am and have experienced it more through a original trilogy lens. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of people who go on to become the super fans who do the kind of stuff that we do, um, predominantly from like my generation and after that of Star Wars fans, they fall in love with the films and they stay for the expanded universe. Yeah. And yeah. I know, like, I love the movies, but... As a kid, and uh, this is going to be a deep cut. Any of you guys play the video game Star Wars Obi Wan for the original Xbox? I yeah, have played it. I'm that, almost offended by that question. <laughs> <laughs> that game, you and I've I've done this before with my friends because like I was like the only kid who had an Xbox. Like everybody else was like PlayStation people. I was like, fuck you guys. 
Um, Wait, you're 20? Yeah. So, like, you were, like, five when the Xbox came out, bro. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it was my father's, but, like, it was his Xbox, but, like, it was a Star Wars game. I was into Star Wars. I was like, oh, hey, this will be fun. You take that game, and you look at everything that that game is. It's primarily lightsaber combat. Yep. It's the prequel era scenery. It's all about the prequel era Jedi. And then you look at where my fandom ends up. I'm the guy who loves the philosophy of the Jedi. I love lightsaber combat. I love the scenery. I love this. I love that. You can trace people's fandom back to those places. You know, like I love hearing TJ and Johnny talk about like how much they love the ships and and stuff like that because it's a toy, you know, and Logan, your love – TCW and like the hype for Clone Wars coming back and I was that kid who like I got two Clone Wars cartoons <laughs> I got to come up with like the, what is essentially Star Wars anime with the micro series and like Mace Windu just bare knuckling an army of super battle droids um, and then I got to see Dave Filoni's take with Ahsoka and uh, all of that and I think it is awesome to see like that generational gap um and see how like what what brought everybody in yeah it's that being like said what what's like we all have different gateway drugs exactly into star wars you know mine was the mine were these video games where like i could pick up a lightsaber and now i own like several 200 hundred dollar lightsabers you know, like the like lightsaber combat and Jedi culture have always been like my thing. Like, if I remember correctly, the uh, the PlayStation Two game, uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, is like one of the best Star Wars games ever made. It was good, yeah. Yeah, like the lightsaber combat was on point. Like the Revenge of the Sith movie game. Oh my god, I love that! I I want a Star Wars fighting game so badly because of that two player mode. Just just play uh, Star Wars. What is it? The Masters of Ter- Terracaze? Masters of Terracaze? No, no, thank you. Fuck that game. I remember playing that on the PlayStation um, 1. My dad had a demo disc uh, for his PlayStation, and that was on there. And I remember playing as, like, Mara Jade, I think, and, like, Luke Skywalker. It's, like, really strange. But I, I was so young, I can barely remember it. But uh, I know of it. Uh, how did we go from Kathleen Kennedy to fandom generations? <laughs> this is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say, kind of looping back to, like, all the hate Kathleen gets. And to anybody who says that it's SJW culture that is saying that Star Wars is a toxic fan base, almost every single one of the people who talk about how much they love TCW and how much they love Dave Filoni and Dave Filoni's work are the same people who were slightly older than me who came up with the Clone Wars multimedia project as well who were vicious about that fucking show when it came out. Who went after that show for everything it was worth because it didn't 100% line up with what was established in the EU and all of that. So you look at Kathleen Kennedy and her whole – everything going on with her and her success and her one failure – you know, it's it, the fan base has always been. Wait, 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 wait. What failure about- are you referring to? The cave solo, but like financially, just because it 
Okay, uh, Bob Iger took responsibility for that. Oh, I know. No, I, I'm just saying. No, like, as far as I'm concerned, thing, so Kathleen like, Kennedy saved that film. Oh, totally, totally. And like I said, the release date was the dumbest thing ever. And I'm glad Bob Iger's like I made a boo boo. Yeah. Um, I have only ever heard. I don't even say anti Kathleen Kennedy because it wasn't even against her so much as it was like a reasoning for someone else. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Jedi Council. And Christian Harloff, he, he, he raised a really good point, was that what he thinks Star Wars needs is a Kevin Feige type like Marvel has. And it's somebody who is so incredibly entrenched in the lore, incredibly just ingrained into everything that is Star Wars the way Feige is for Marvel to helm the ship. And uh. – I like his idea for that, but I think if they have her <clears throat> run interference, and I know Johnny, you guys were talking about like how clearly she is invested in all of this. Yeah, um, she's a she's emo- It means something to her. She's emotionally invested. That was yeah, my point. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. She is emotionally invested. I do think an argument can be made that she's like Star Wars is cool. Let's do some Star Wars shit. And I think if there was like one person to steer the ship story wise, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea. And I don't necessarily want Kathleen Kennedy to be replaced with a Dave Filoni or a Pablo Hidalgo or whatever. But I think if she was working closer in tandem with one person, keep the franchise on target. Um, All right. I, I, I see where you're going with this. Can I hop in? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So one one real quick thing. Feige. I always fuck up. Feige. Fi- I think that's right. Feige. I'm going to call him Kevin. Kevin has, Kevin has source material in which he draws from. Like he's actually Absolutely. really not – he's not doing a whole hell lot of creating. He's organizing, picking and choosing. I'm not taking anything away from him. Because you saw what DC did with their fucking canon. They fucked that all shit up. You know? So I give Kevin a lot of credit for the amazing thing he's done with Marvel. And I do believe that Kathleen is doing exactly what you want. But if Star Wars... if All right, okay, you ready? Check this out. The Skywalker saga is the tree trunk. Okay? It started with the roots in Episode 4, and it grew straight forward. You know, 1 through 9, which were obviously getting soon okay that's the tree trunk and then what kathleen is doing she's giving creators full control of their own trilogies slash content for example ryan johnson is gonna you ready branch off and he's gonna branch off that tree trunk and he's gonna do his own trilogy and he's gonna be the one executive producer writer you know control like he's gonna be that kevin feige there on that branch and then to this branch over here, you got the Game of Thrones guys, right? You got Lindoff running the show on his branch. It's not, it's on the complete other side of the tree as uh, Ryan Johnson. They're not related, but they have full control. So you're, what she's doing is she's doing like Marvel times three, because then you have the TV here. And then you've got, um, who else is going to do a trilogy? Uh, DB Weiss. 
What? Yeah, that's the Game of Thrones guy, D.B. Weiss, uh, Benioff and Weiss, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you got that, thank you. The, the Game of Thrones guys are doing their trilogy, and then you got the, the, the live-action TV. So they're all – they all have their – like what you want is like one guy in charge or one person. We, gosh, we don't want to say guy. We're saying bad examples. <laughs> one person one person in charge of, of the lore, of the content, <clears throat> the canon, you know, that story, but you're getting three of them. So like what you're asking for, you're getting times three, and you just maybe haven't put that connection together yet. Yeah. Perhaps, and I and I like a lot what you're saying, and that's also um, again listening to Jedi Council. That's almost exactly what uh, um, Emma Fife and Ken Knapsack said, um, and I agree with that. And I th- I think there's a balance to be struck, and um, again, there's source material that you work with with Marvel that you it's 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 very different with Star Wars. Um, I just and I don't I know a lot of people, Harloff included, say that there is a an a, a tonal and emotional disconnect between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I disagree with him on that. Um however, I do wish they had more of a plan going into the sequel trilogy. I like where it's going, and like I said, like I the last Jedi is the hill I am prepared to die on. Like I will, I will fight until I have my nerd card revoked for the last well, Jedi. What, what makes you think they didn't have a plan? They've said before that like, they're just kind of going and doing. And the fact that like JJ was reading the script and basic ideas for what Ryan was doing at, well, while they were wrapping up force awakens, like I really wish that they had already set out like story-wise A B C D E to Z, and I just I just don't feel like that's there. That I don't necessarily have a problem with it because, like I said, I'm super happy with where the sequel trilogy is going. I just think that there is fine tuning that could have been done that could have prevented a lot of these talking points and. All right, so um, I, I, I get your point. I get I get your point, and what you're experiencing now, even though George Lucas didn't exactly write every Star Wars film, and he sure as hell didn't direct every Star Wars film, most of them. But he was he was always the the strong voice. Like he always had full creative control, and it was going in that one linear direction, and it was basically coming from one person's point of view, perspective, what have you. Now with this, the sequel trilogy, you're right. You know, it went from one artist to another with different writers and two different directors. But despite, and I know what you're saying, and I read the same thing online and heard him say on TV, uh, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. I'm pretty sure there were certain story beats they had to hit. And then you know, they can fill in the blanks however he wanted. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, maybe JJ didn't say, I'm going to have, you know, Snoke die in episode eight and everyone's going to be shocked. You know, maybe that was something Ryan decided to put in. But things like that we take for granted that Ray is going to become a Jedi. Kylo's going to become more powerful. Kylo's going to like try and turn right. Ray's going to try and turn Kylo. Like those Star Wars themes, you know, um, we take it for granted, but like when they're sitting in a room, they wrote that stuff down and those were the plot points they had to hit. It's just a matter of how do you get from A to C? Like Ryan's B is different when JJ's B would have been. But I do think in short, 
that they were given like a rough structure they had to follow. Like at the end of the day, like, do we all agree that Ray and Kylo are going to fight at the end of nine? Yeah. Like we take it for granted, but where they're sitting around at a table with their pencils and pads, they have to like think that up and write it down. We just take it for granted. It's going to happen. Like if you want to see my, my, my mind blown, I, fucking Kylo and Ray don't fight. I hope they fight and it ends in a steamy makeout sesh because Ray Oh my god, I'm so done with you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Raylo for life. Raylo will make episode 9 the greatest film in the whole saga. Jesus Christ. So I guess you don't think they're related then? No, not at all. Ray is not a Skywalker. And I love it. I love Ray not being a Skywalker so much. Feel free to move on to the next topic. I need to run to the bathroom. Keep going, guys. <laughs> okay, let, let's let's plow on through this, kind of like Logan's mom. Uh, Star Wars fan. <laughs> Star Wars fan uh, series wrap. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no! I'll stay for the Star Wars theory thing. It took that's an hour. Life. Took a fucking hour. Hey, you got this one. I'm I'm allowed one per podcast. And I got it podcast. in. Okay. It took a damn so, hour, man. For all you guys that watch Star Wars. I'm going to stay for the Star Wars theory thing since that's mine and then I'll run to the bathroom. Okay. So Jared wrote an article on DoBetDiscussion.net uh, that Star Wars theory wrap production on the first episode of the Massive Fan series. Uh, if you guys like ever actually are on YouTube, I'm sure you know what Star Wars theory is. Uh, he's actually one of the more positive voices in fandom. Uh, geeks and gamers. <laughs> Bullshit. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, <laughs> geeks and gamers and needs a, needs to see a fucking professional. He does. Actually, one of our old guys that used to work for us and write articles. He's like really big friends with that guy. Uh, thank God. Actually, Logan, if you want to do your Dutch, if you want to do your Dutch joke right now, I would appreciate that. Oh man, I don't know if I can do it. Uh, all right. If there's one thing I hate in this world, it's people who disrespect other people's nationality and the Dutch. <laughs> Okay, that, that's just an inside joke between Logan and I. Anyway, anyway, Star Wars Theory, fan, uh, Vader fan series, looks cool. Uh, UXCussion.net, if you go on there, I think it's like the second to last article posted. Uh, we got some pictures up, kind of like showing you some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, they had a $100,000 production for this Vader fan series. Yeah, uh, yeah, over that. it It's really interesting what ended up happening with the budget for that, because originally he was going to do it as a film. And then the budget... He wasn't able to raise the money fast enough. Uh-huh. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to compartmentalize this and do it as a fan series. And then he reached out to Disney for, like, approval for it. And they basically said, yeah, you can do it. But, like, for whatever reason, the licensing and the laws and whatever in the copyright, he couldn't crowdfund it. Like, he couldn't just set up a GoFundMe. So he had to switch over to doing it with the Patreon. So um, definitely, if you have the money to spare, check out Star Wars Theory's Patreon so that he can keep funding this uh, fan series. Um, but he's doing it an episode at a time. Uh, the basic plot line of it is I think he's it's eight months after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, that Vader still kind of coming into the whole dark Lord of the Sith living in this, um, walking prison basically. And he 
starts to question his loyalties to Palpatine. And at the same time that he's kind of starting to think, maybe I want to align myself against him and I want to move against him and take this empire for myself. Uh, he finds out that Mace Windu is alive and well and starting a Jedi rebellion on Naboo. Um, from what I've seen, and this is just me kind of paying attention to the behind the scenes and paying attention to what he was saying about the fan film leading up to this. I think the first episode is just solely going to focus around Vader and Palpatine. Um, I don't think we're going to see any of the Windu Jedi rebellion stuff. Um, it looks like there's going to be like flashbacks with like baby Anakin and Padme and shit. But as of now, it looks like that's just all it's going to be for this first episode. And then hopefully the funding is there that he is able to then do episode two and so on and so forth and finish out the series. It's incredible. Um, like you said, he he's one of the more positive voices. He didn't much care for The Last Jedi. Um, he had some complaints about it, but he did a very intelligent thing. And instead of ranting and raving about why he didn't like it, he has done a video series. It's not finished yet doing his own version of it. There's elements of it. I don't particularly care for. Um, like I said, I, he, he leans towards the Superman, Luke Skywalker, but that has its merits as well. That's not a, it's not a fool's plot idea necessarily i think a lot of the people who like decide that that's the hill they're gonna die on are like viciously like luke should be a force god <laughs> um star killer yeah which i don't even think star killer is a force god i think he's just clever but that's just me um but it it, it, he, he has his own take on things and i appreciate somebody who's not going to just destroy he's going to build something of his own. Um, he's very clever. His fan community is massive and passionate. And I just kind of want to help spread the word for this project. Um, I think it's incredible. And I know that uh, Dubak isn't necessarily the biggest outlet at the moment, but I haven't seen any of the other outlets covering it either. Um, and I think it deserves it's more attention than it's getting. Um, Cause like this guy poured like over a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> into this fan series and like one of my favorite cosplayers on Instagram is playing Darth Vader. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it turns out. I am. Is this, uh, is Dupree Jones playing Darth Vader? What was that? Is Dupree Jones playing Darth Vader? Yeah. Is that, that's yep. my boy. Yeah, I love his work, his cosplay stuff, because I know he's in the 501st and in the Rebel Legion. He is, um, uh, he is OG Rogue One Army, man. I got, a, I got a great story about Dupree Jones. I was at Star Wars Celebration uh, Orlando, and we were doing like this, uh, this live podcast party, and um, I was nervous as shit, to be honest with you. But that's not what the story is about. But I was outside like greeting people, and he flies like this car flies by and he hops out and he like runs to me and he's like johnny grasso i'm like yes like hi and he's like my name's dupree like i'm i'm, I'm rogue one army man i just had to come and meet my favorite podcaster but i can't stay for the live show like i'm i'm in the 501st and we have our party tonight and like i spent like 45 seconds with him and it was like 
the greatest 45 seconds ever with anybody. And uh, him and I have been like chatting and we bond over Master Replica lightsabers. And I was actually just talking with him today uh, through um, one of the social media outlets, I think Instagram. Uh, but he is an amazing guy, amazing talent, and uh, a true representative of the good in fan. So uh, anything Absolutely that Dupree, absolutely, I love, and, yeah. And uh, anything that Dupree Jones is involved with, like he he has my full support. So what I want you to do is uh, is at me on Twitter, um, all that information, and then uh, and I'll retweet it. And every time you at me and remind me, I'll I'll keep retweeting it. And, and I'll at Dupree Jones too, uh, and, and we'll see what we can do for this. Excellent, awesome. Because I want I want to have Dupree and Star Wars Theory on the show. Like I want to talk to them. Like I want to get this fan series out there as much as I possibly can. Like this is a huge, 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 huge thing. You know, like it. Uh, I I love the fan series community. Like again, one of the reasons why I'm such a slut for lightsabers and lightsaber combat is the ryan versus dorkman videos i never saw you know you know you can flip through my instagram there's there's a real there's a recent one from like this time not recent but like this time last year and my best friend and i whenever he was back home from school for like a weekend first thing we did we went outside and just choreographed a little lightsaber duel Like like that's my thing and like seeing dupree and like his combination of cosplay and stage combat. Like I freak out every time he posts those videos of him recreating the fight with Luke and empire. Oh, he's a stud, bro. He's his, no, he's his Lando's legit too. I know. I love his Lando. Like I'm such a Vader fanboy, And then I just freak out over how good his Lando is. I can get, yeah. I can get, I can get Dupree to do your show. I would love that. I would love to talk to him and I'd love to talk to star Wars theory and everybody involved. Um, yeah, just like, just just at me, just at me, you know, tomorrow, and I'll take care of it. Excellent. Thank you very okay, much, bro. Uh, yeah. So, Grasso, you checked out my website and stuff, right? To do back? Yeah. Yeah, I am a discussioner. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, you, you know, like we have, we have, we have like a focus on fan films and stuff like that. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, I know we're I know we're going with this, and that's another one of my friends. Okay. Are you talking about Sal? Yeah, uh, actually, I want to use your five oh first thing real quick as a segue. Hold okay. on, my chair just fell. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, using the five oh first as a segue, uh, I, I go to Steel City Con. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, like I'll, so. I go to Steel City Con every couple months, and the five oh first Legion there is the, uh, the Garrison Carita. I think that's how you say Caradia. Caradia. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to the guy I'm going to be joining them soon, actually. His daughter yeah. does a podcast with Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah. What? So I've talked to him a lot. Uh, the Geek Girl podcast? Well, yeah, Geek Girl yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I and I didn't realize that. So I was talking to the guy. He's like, yeah, I know Sal. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, that's Sal from uh, Now This Is Podcasting. Like, uh, But anyway, that segues into our next topic, which is the Star Wars story series, which Sal is actually on. From like yep. yeah, that that that's crazy because like this Rogue Rebels thing is really <clears throat> taking them somewhere. Well, there's 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 two um, that that like I have a, a personal connection with. There's obviously, I mean, I Sal's like like I love Sal. Yeah. Like that's if Star Wars ended tomorrow, I'm still gonna love Sal and and keep in touch and see him as much as possible, being on a separate coast. But like 
you know, that's like next level. Like, um, I love Sal, but, uh, what he does with his family with the Rogue Rebels is, is what we said Dupree Jones represented the fandom best. I mean, like, Sal takes it to the next level, like the unattainable level where, like, he, you know, just dressing as the, as the Rebels at, with his family, he's become like, um, the, go-to example of what disney and lucasfilm uses when saying like this is how you do star wars right yes this is the this is the rogue rebels this is the perales family like we invite them to premieres we we show them like the rebels you know premiere episodes before you guys the resistance episode before you guys so they can go out and spread like the good vibes and like get everyone excited like this is who we want fandom to be and that's coming from lucasfilm that's not my opinion you know, if you think I'm the biggest asshole in the world, you might be right. But <laughs> it's Lucasfilm that is putting that is putting this amazing family uh, first and foremost, and being the the gleaming example of what fandom should be. And uh, and also, uh, so their Star Wars story, like I'm real excited that that it happened to them, and I can't wait to see it. I know, me either. Uh, I've been following Sal, I don't know, for over a year now. Well, I've been following everyone on the making Star Wars thing over a year now uh i'm excited to see this episode uh and like i said i, I talked to that guy at steel city con and uh, i haven't actually listened to the geek girl podcast uh sorry about that but it's uh, cute it's, it's cute it's cute it's it, you know what it is it's like um it's it's a 14 year old girl perspective you oh, know okay it's it's it and that's it's interesting and and what it is it's it's necessary because if you don't hear their voices you don't know how to tap into that market. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to be like a businessman for a second, if I'm Bob Iger, I'm listening to that podcast more than Rogue One. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm an adult male, you know what I want, you know, but like you, you need to hear what the women want and what the young ladies want. And maybe that's why we get things like forces of destiny, resistance and whatnot. Maybe that's why we're finally getting a female director. Finally, finally, finally getting a female director you know, for the, for the star Wars live action show, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's girls like them that are bringing us this like amazing diverse content and it's necessary. And then, um, and then Robin Borka is probably one of the greatest collectors in the nation. She's crazy. Like she's going to be on Rogue one soon. I'm real excited. She has a star oh, Wars story. Okay. Yeah. You were talking about that. You said that, uh, dude, like she, her collection, like her, like she has like more square footage than like, uh, Steve it's Stamps like MoMA. It's the modern museum of art. It's ridiculous. I can't yeah. wait till she's on because then she's going to send pictures. And I'm going to tweet the pictures with the episode. You're going to be like, I told her, I told her, I said, you can charge money. You, I will pay you $20 just to walk around your, your collection. It's that good. That well That's displayed. Awesome. Cause if you ever been to like sand suites, like I've never been there, but I've seen pictures all the time. It like almost looks like a garage sale at times, just because he he collects every, like he has to have everything. Is that in you Iowa? Know? Huh? I feel like that's in Iowa. I think I read that somewhere. No, you're thinking of Field of the Dreams, bro. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> I watch a lot and of then, uh, videos of uh, Steve Stansweet's collection. And then Jordan Hembro's the host, and I have a history with him, but apparently he forgets it. Uh, like we were we were boys man we used to like chat and talk and then like he got super famous and he's like hey how are you good to see you i gotta go i'm like damn 
Is that the one where like, got, Hawes got real pissed off? Yeah, Hawes yeah. is going to fight him one day. Because he <laughs> he he fucking blew me off. Like, you got to understand. Like, we're, like, I'm from New Jersey. Jordan's from New Jersey. Like, I've been to his store and spent, like, hours just talking Star Wars with him before he was, like, or even during, like, the Toy Hunter. But, he like, who watches the Travel Channel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking... <laughs> Like I walked in, I was like, "Dude, I watched your show." He was like, "Holy shit! Let me like get you some popcorn and like a, and let's have a coffee and talk some Star Wars." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one watches the fucking Travel Channel. But then, like his his show started like catching momentum. Guess when? When Star Wars came back, and then collecting got a fucking kick in the ass, and and the and the Migos got hot, and like everything got hot, and then like he lost his show, but then stayed relevant, and um. But, and now, like, I'm lucky if I get, like, hey, what's up? But, like, yeah, he big, he, he fucking big leagued me in front of my friends. It was a, it was rough. It was rough. I'm all right, though. I'm all right. I still love him. Oh. Johnny fucking Grasso, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so, there was a couple new books announced at Star Wars, uh, well, no, at New York City Comic Con. Uh, there's a Shadow of Vader five issue series and it's a uh, how vader affected them yeah fear not uh chuck wendig who did the aftermath novels said uh tweeted triggered god fear not do you know the, why i'm really do you know the story kylo ren no, does not have a story in that like i really want to know if kylo's obsession with vader is his own, like, oh, I want to be like my grandfather, or if it's something Snoke programmed in him. Like, I'm really disappointed that we're not touching on that, because I want to know if Kylo actually admires Vader, or if Snoke has just beaten this idea of a new Vader into his head. Like, I want to know where that came from. And I'm upset that he's not going to be in the whole Shadow of Vader thing. But I'm still hyped as hell for it. All right. I don't know anything. Let me stress that again. I don't know anything. But I think you're going to get some clarity in Episode 9 in, in regards to exactly what you just said. Because when <clears throat> he's left, when he's left with the First Order by himself and Hux is his bitch, he basically got what he wanted. You know, he, he all he has to do is get rid of Ray. And he doesn't even, he's not even sure if he has to get rid of Ray. He's probably still looking to like have Ray join him, you know, because like, like her, you know, or wife her. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here Jared, we go. Jared, 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 Jared from Subway. Does, does, this is the same guy. That probably looks at us. Oh, okay. We're his life. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can visit Jared from Subway for 15 minutes any Saturday you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant Lord Farquaad. If you look at Jared's hair, it's like <laughs> it's perfect, dude. Oh I'm my getting God. my hair cut after Halloween. Or like, or like, you know, like Madagascar is like that one guy who wants to be the tribe leader, so he kicks out Alex's family. Yeah, his hair is exactly like Jared's, like dead ass. I like how he starts to go okay. off on his Raylo thing, and then Logan just starts bashing him with insults about his hair. <laughs> hilarious it's like i've been compared to so many fictional people because of my hair and never ever did i ever expect lord farquaad or the evil lion from madagascar 3 to come up (laughs) 
What's your Twitter? Let me see this here. <laughs> What's your Twitter, Jared? Uh, Dark Jedi twenty five fifty two. My Instagram is Dark Jedi fifty two twenty five. So there'll probably be a better picture of my hair on Instagram. I let it grow out so that I could do Anakin and Kylo. I took a picture of you talking to Spider Man at Comic Con. What was that? I took a picture of you talking to Spider Man at Comic Con. Jared, you're fine. You look good, bro. I like the do hair. You, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. <laughs> Um, no, I know. I mean, it, it's just getting out of control. I'm going to cut it after Halloween because I'm going to do the Halloween parade as Anakin. And then I'm going to cut it all off. I found good wigs. You're 20? <laughs> yeah, he's 20. You look fucking like 40. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not 40, but like you look old. Yeah, he's a lot older than, he looks a lot older than he does. Well, then he actually is. I'm watching him chug a beer right now, and it says Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi, and then it has Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's my Bitmoji because I got on this. I got I found that bat suit that they had whenever BVS came out. Then I can never change my Bitmoji ever because they got rid of the bat suit, and I don't want to ever lose the bat suit. Also. Turn on the audio for that video when I start screaming space cow titty milk. <laughs> oh, oh, I've seen girl? that. Who's the girl? Who's the girl? Probably his girlfriend. Yes. I'm proud of how we changed the other into something better. Hmm. Cute. They do it. She, she does a yeah, Padme what? cosplay, right? Yes, she does. Yeah. Well, because in... April of for Steel City, Ian McDermott was there. Yep. And when they announced that, like I text Alexis and my best friend Spencer. Is that I was like, no, that that uh, he's the guy who does Obi Wan. Okay, continue. And that's why I said I'm like Palpatine's going to be there. We need to do the prequel characters. Like that's that's what happens. That's what's happening now. And I like. I ordered this like $200 screen accurate, over $200 screen accurate Anakin costume. Um, Alexis, her friend used to do Padme and she just like, was like, eh, I did it once. Cosplay is not really for me. And then she got the costume from her friend and then Spencer got his Jedi robes. And it was like, it was, it was surreal. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. And Alexis is going to kill me because um, I'm just telling this story to the world. Uh, whenever pregnant. we got our picture taken with Palpatine, <laughs> um, Johnny, if you fish through my Instagram, you'll find the picture. Um, we, he, he put his arms around Alexis and myself. And Alexis, like, awkwardly went to try to put her arm around Ian. And then as the guy was getting ready to take the picture, she chickened out. And, like, quickly tried to get her hand out of there and in the process, like, accidentally grabbed Ian McDermott's ass. <laughs> and, like, grazed his butt. And then, like, apparently right before the picture was taken, she muttered, I'm sorry. <laughs> he took the picture. And I'm like, I'm on the verge of tears because I'm meeting one of my favorite Star Wars characters. 
And then we're like, oh, thank you, Mr. McDermott. It was an honor meeting you. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, there, there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's true. And we're on our way out. And she's like hanging her head in her hands. And I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Like, we just met the friggin' emperor. This is so cool. She's like, I touched his butt. <laughs> I'm like, you, what? She's like, I touched his butt. I'm like, what are you reading? <laughs> touched his butt. So, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was great. the only person. She's probably the only person in the world that could say, "I touched the emperor's ass." Right? That's what I can tell her. <laughs> oh my god! It's fucking perfect. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened ever. I don't know where we go from here. We we just might have to like pause, take us out. We might be done. We can't stop that. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm gonna finish up this well, this article up. real quick, and then we're gonna get on to a uh, to the email, and then we'll finish the rest of these show notes on next episode because we this is a long ass podcast. Uh, it's because Johnny does nothing but cultivate excellent conversations. I I'm oh aware, I love you. I'm thank you. Fully aware of this. Uh, so there was talking about Alphabet Squadron, which is a new book about rebels hunting down pilots, and of course the Master and Apprentice book coming in April. Both excited. I'm excited about both because I have a fascination with collecting Star Wars books that I'll probably never read. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I've never been super into like all like the pilots and stuff. That's never really been my speed. But like, I saw Star Wars explained and make kind of like a passing joke yes. about like, oh my god, what if this is like the Star Wars version of the A Team? <laughs> and I want that so bad. Oh um, my god. But the Master and Apprentice book, like, I love Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon so much, and I'm so ready for it. Do you think I could do an Obi-Wan cosplay if I took my glasses off? Absolutely. Okay. Trim your beard some. Um, you might want to invest in a wig and get some, like, colored hairspray to, like, brighten up your beard. Totally. See, I, I'm afraid of uh, trimming my beard because I think Johnny can agree. I, I believe that beards make you uh, look wise. Nice. <laughs> I no, mean, I knew they don't. I go back and forth. Uh, you go back and forth. I mean, Haas looks pretty wise, so. Oh, look at Haas, bro. Like I said, I got to basically shave before every convention because I think, I think out of every character I cosplay, only one of them lets me keep my beard. <laughs> yeah, you guys so, are cool. I only grow a fucking Mexi stash and a fucking like little goatee. It's okay, <laughs> Logan. You're seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, and I grow the most thickest sideburns you'll ever know. But still, yeah. But no, TJ. Honestly, like, just knowing the amount of money you're willing to spend on collectibles, I'll put it this way: the costume itself will not be too much of an of a uh, spending issue. But if you want to go the extra mile, the lightsaber is going to be a pain in the uh, ass. Okay, so I already ex- actually have an idea. I'm not going to get a bladed one. I'm going to get a 3D printed one, and I'm going to paint it and weather it myself like I did with my DL44. I know a lot of people who have taken that route, and then immediately you're like, I want to have an actual lightsaber. See, I'm not about so, that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. I'm not trying to discourage you from your idea, yeah. but – there's a good chance that by the time you do it, you'll be like, okay, but like, what if I had an ultra saber? You're right. Or what if I had a saber forge? Okay. So moving on to Sorry. emails, moving on to emails. So last week, 
uh, my friend Chad Christman was on. He goes by the name Chad Vader, and it's not the Chad Vader that you guys are thinking of. It's completely different. <laughs> so Chad emailed us for the first time, and this is going to be a weekly thing now. Uh, Chad emailed us saying, greetings from Chad Vader. I allow, myse- allow myself to introduce myself. A little background info myself before we dwell- delve into our first topic. I grew up in the golden age of Star Wars. I saw the original upon release in either a theater or drive-in. I had the Return of the Jedi lunchbox and still have a bunch of old figures. I could go on and on plenty of stories, but I think might be best saved for a future discussion. In fact, maybe on a future episode, we should do a roundtable discussion about all things Star Wars. So my first topic for my Chad Vader segment will be kept simple. My first topic is... Wait, time, time out, time out, time out. Did my man just write in and say he has his own segment already? What do you mean? Like, did you okay that? Or did he just write in and say, no, he like, okay I that. have my own segment? No, I okay, oh, okay. that. I, I actually approached him with the idea because he is a discussion starter. <laughs> uh, you should have, you should have, because it, like, from my, from my perspective is like, homeboy just wrote in and he's like, hey, I got my own segment on your show now. My name's Chad. <laughs> I, <laughs> my name's Chad. I kind of want I wanted like a King Tom relationship with him. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, that's royalty. Yes, that is royalty. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all good. Uh, so he says, my first topic is this. Logan's mom has got it going on. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. my God. Here we Just go. kidding. Or am I? Or am I? <laughs> but really, he said, my first topic is actually this. What would be your preferred viewing order when introducing someone new to the Star Wars universe and why? Being old school, my preferred viewing order is actually the order of Elise. That's how I'm showing it to my kids. That's how I saw it and how I want to see the shock and surprise on their faces when they find out that Lord Vader really is. To me, is a more effective way telling the story as it was. It's more exciting when you don't know what's coming. Also, you want to see Anakin. You want to see how Anakin fell to the dark side. It adds more mystery. I know George Lucas says the proper way to watch it is linear from episodes one to six. I disagree. So for me and my family, it's a new hope empire return of the Jedi. You guys know the release order. I'm not going to go through this, but he also goes on to say, to say throw rogue one and solo in there for fun. When I believe that in order to watch a new hope, you have to watch rogue one at this point. I mean, anyway, this is my preference and these are my reasons, but I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks. Like I said, this is my first discussion. So I wanted to keep it simple, but it's a great way to keep, it's a great way for me to, for me to get to know you all a little bit better. I have some great ideas brewing for this future, so stay tuned. As always, I'm your Sith Lord, Chad Vader. Uh, I know. Yes. Well, hold on. Hold on. Chad, you're a great dude, but, like, I already have a Sith Lord, so get in line. <laughs> you know, that was a little, little presumptuous. First, you, like, just announced you have your own fucking segment. Now, I, you, I, you're my Sith Lord. Let's slow your roll, son. Slow your roll. <laughs> I I, but, I can uh, already hear like the L three three seven like get your presumptuous ass out of my chat. Yeah. So like okay, so he poses a question that's not exactly like new. It's been going on since the prequel trilogy. Yes. Like so, um, it basically it's preference. Like he Chad mentioned that you lose the reveal like Luke, I am your father if you start with the prequels. But what you gain is, holy shit, Emperor Palpatine's Darth Sidious reveal. So you lose one, but you gain another. Okay. Yeah, it's true. So you, so you call that a wash. But at the end of the day, it's like it's preference. And, you know, based on 
the pushback that the prequels have gotten. Like I personally, like if, if, if I can answer first, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I would go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, just because for two reasons, that's how I watched it. Uh, at least, you know, starting with four, five, six. And if you start with one, two, three, I have experience with this. I never got to four with a couple people. It didn't hook them in. Uh, so when I hook, when I start them, I have about seven people experience with this. When I start four, five, six, they seem to keep going, but I lost two people around episode like two, like halfway through episode two. And I'm like, wait, Yoda's going to fucking fight. You got to see this shit. They're like, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. girls, I can agree with that. Uh, I can I go first, I, Jared? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can see like where his we, he's coming from. Like he wants that uh, he wants the Vader reveal to be like a big surprise for his kids and stuff. Like like it was for him when he was younger. But if it's 2018, if they if they don't see that on social media or other forms of media by now, it's gonna be kind of hard to keep that from them. You know what I mean? To kind of get that shot. But if factor. they're a little one, if they're a little one, but, and they're like, you know, if you really want to do it, I feel like if you should do solo, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three. If you want to keep, if you want to keep the uh, the surprise, but if if I, I'm also a purist when it comes to Star Wars, and I I would literally just watch them in order, but that's just how I am. Order of what release? Uh, no or order numeric? of. Uh, Chronologically. Chronologically, yeah, that word. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's like one of those, it's the Boba versus Django, man. It's like whatever you feel is right for you. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like however you want to do it. There's no wrong answer. And like we're just going to eat nachos and drink beer and fucking argue with each other and like make fun of our haircut. It's Star Wars, baby. Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Jared? <clears throat> um... I, anytime I have shown someone Star Wars to get them into it, I've been afraid of scaring them away with the prequels. So I do do four, five, six, one, two, three. I want to find somebody. And the last time I've, I did that, Rogue One hadn't come out yet. Um, I want to find someone who I know isn't going to run away from the franchise after being subjected to, I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. (laughs) Um, If I can find someone who I know, like they aren't going to run away from this franchise. I want to see them experience one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mostly because I think because everybody knows who Darth Vader is not necessarily that he's Anakin Skywalker, but they know big black suit of armor, scary red laser sword. Like they know that. And you know, he's this hard ass who's just scary as fuck. And if you have someone who either doesn't know star Wars and they're an adult but they know who Vader is and they know the legend of Vader. And you show them one, two, three, and then you get to Palpatine with the 
It's for you shall be known as Darth Vader. That person's going to lose their shit. If they know nothing, you could pull that off, but that would take somebody who just knows nothing about pop culture. I think with a kid, you could get away with one, two, three, four, five, six. I think if it's an adult and someone who's going to check out after the bullshit dialogue in the prequels, you might want to go four, five, six, one, two, three. Um, easy, easy there, buddy. Writing Star Wars dialogue is fucking impossible. Like George Lucas couldn't even really do it. So easy there, buddy. Especially with you pushing a fan film. Because you know their dialogue is going to be like cringeworthy at times. I know. I know. I, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that like. It's worse than the prequels. I got you. Yeah. It's, the, it's, 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 it's harder. It, it's episode, harder. Than episode two, especially. I get you. I get you. I know what you're saying. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Oh, it's See? all good. I'm 90 percent asshole, guys. I told you that from the beginning. I love <laughs> uh, Logan, since you haven't talked much, uh, chime in. Well, you know, just fucking, with the dialogue and everything. Like, if I was going to show someone Star Wars, I would do four, five, six automatically. I don't care if they're young. I don't care if they're old. Four, five, six, definitely. And then after four, five, six, show them one, two, three. And then show them the Clone Wars. Okay. <laughs> you know, they all need to see the Clone Wars. I would show like one, two, Clone Wars, three. And I'm going to need you to sit through seven seasons. <laughs> oh, I fucking will. And I'll cheer them down, dude. Fucking watch. Because I do that every single time there's a new Star Wars movie. I watch one, two, like one, two, all the Clone Wars in chronological order, then three. And then also maybe add in Rebels. You know, Rebels is a nice show. I think they might like it. And then have them go full chronological order. Then, then when Resistance so comes out, show that after. That, what? So you, well, sorry to interrupt, sorry bud. To interrupt. But uh, so you're telling me that if like someone was like, I, I want to get into Star Wars, what's the best way? You'd be like, dude, you got to watch Clone Wars and, the Re- and Rebels. Like, well. Well, I'd show them like the original episodes first, and then if they want to see more, I will also show them Clone Wars and Rebels. That's what I was trying to get at. And then, like, maybe if they want to see it in full chronological order, then I'd show them that too. Okay. I would probably do all the feature films first before I ventured into like anything cartoon. Same. Me, yeah. me, per- me personally. Me personally. I agree. Yeah. Like, I was growing up with like the Clone Wars, like, the Clone Wars was actually the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. So it's like, oh, it's kind of been there. I've always been a big fan of it. So like, that's how I kind of get at it. You guys are totally different because what was like, what was your guys' first Star Wars movie you saw in theaters? Like Return probably the re-releases? I was Return of the Jedi. I was, I was you like, want to know why I, I like saw in theaters? Though. First I movie know. I remember seeing in theaters, period, was Attack of the Clones. Um, another quick funny story about that. Um, it was me and my father in a relatively small screening. Jared. Um, not many, huh? You were four. <laughs> you were four. <laughs> you remember memories from age four? 
I do. This one was burned into my head for a very good reason. Hold on. Um, oh, I, I remember seeing the movie. It's <laughs> I remember being there with my dad. The I, I, I remember being there. The, this event itself, I don't particularly remember. I've been told this story secondhand, but I do remember seeing the movie with my dad. I remember. But I can't remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's the scene when Lever Django's showing down with Mace Windu. And, like, he cuts the gun, and then he does the spin, and he lops his head off. And then my dad screamed, Sam Jackson just cut that guy's fucking head off. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. This party's over. (laughs) (laughs) This party. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, My first experience with Star Wars, uh, I I don't know how old I was, but it was after the re-releases, and it was on TV, actually. Uh... I watched Return of the Jedi with my dad, and he really didn't say anything. Aww. My dad doesn't talk a lot. Uh, he's kind of like the, you know, like the silent type. Aww. Uh And I, I remember watching Return of the Jedi with him, and then I, like, I just looked at him, and he's just like, "That's Star Wars." Uh, <laughs> but I, I was really young. I can't remember. I, I think it was after him and my mom split. But I do remember Aww. watching Star Wars with my dad. You just. Fucking stop! You're breaking my heart left and right here. It's buddy. okay. I have a really good relationship with my dad now. Uh, after I grew, up, as a, after I was an adult, I really started getting close with him. Actually, this year, uh, my relationship with my father really prospered. We uh, started exchanging gifts and stuff. My dad's like a super hardcore horror fan, like '80s hardcore. Like he's nice. like, like he. Used to, I remember being a kid and him like dressing up like Michael Myers, like every Halloween. And I, I'm super into Jason Voorhees. So this year I went to Comic-Con and I got him an autograph of the guy who originally played Michael Myers. Which Comic-Con? Uh, Steel City. Uh, they had like a bu- they, had, they had a booth like with a bunch of like autographs. So I got him uh, the fourth Jason. The guy uh, – what's his name? <sighs> C.J. Graham. I got him that autograph and then I got the guy that played uh, the, original, uh, the original Michael Myers. I got that autograph. And then I got him a bunch of Funko Pops. I got him uh, Jason, Michael, and uh, Freddy and – they're like a, like a horror Funko Pop thing. And my, I've never like done anything for my dad and up until that point. Like we never really like did like he started being like whenever I started this whole podcast thing, he started being more and more interested in the stuff that I do. And he's like super supportive of this whole thing. Like I, I got I started getting Star Wars tattoos and like he's like, oh, this is really cool. This is really cool that you're like into Star Wars so much. And then I, I got a, I got a hand tattoo and, you know, normal parents be like, oh, what are you doing? This is how my dad reacted. Let me see the new tattoo. He's like, "That's nice." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got, a, I got a freaking fat. I got a tattoo of uh, Captain Phasma's helmet on my hand. So, like, <laughs> I was gonna say, TJ, I was like, we're the only ones in the group who have a who have Star Wars tattoos, and I'm like, wait, I think we're the only ones in the group who are old enough to have Star Rosso, Wars. Do you have tattoos? any tattoos? No, what? I, I am, uh, I am not a tattoo guy. I, I, I just have a, I got a half sleeve. I got Boba, R2, Darth Maul, Phasma, and the Imperial like logo on my hand. I'm, I like them on girls though, like if it's done right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, that was my first memory is uh, watching Return of the Jedi with my father on television. Uh, Logan, what was your first time watching Star Wars? 
My first time was this was after my parents uh, divorced. My dad brought me up to like his master bedroom, which was like up the stairs. He's like, "Hey, Logan, I'm gonna show you something really cool that my dad showed me when I was younger as well." And he grew up with Star Wars. He was born in '70, and uh, so he sits me down and he puts in this old VHS tape of Star Wars: The New Hope, and he puts it in, and then I'm watching. It, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I automatically, I automatically got hooked to it after you see like uh, the ships fly by your head and the big giant star destroyer going right over i'm like oh my god i automatically got hooked onto it my dad loved me watching it and he also gave me all his like all of his old action figures i think i still have some old ones like it's like uh imperial engineer i have obi-wan i have luke i have chewbacca i have r2d2 c3po and a tuscan raider like all the old ones and so i really love those i then watched empire strikes back does the r2 have a hole in his head for a lightsaber um, I don't remember. It's not on that shelf. Find. It's not on that shelf you have, is it? No, it's not. Sadly, <laughs> but <laughs> that, one, anyway. that one's super rare. Yeah, and then anyways, um, so I then watch Empire Strikes Back on old VHS tape. Like this is like the actual movies. Like nothing like changed. It was the same music, same everything. Han shot first, all that good stuff. Like everything. And then my da- and I was like, hey, where's the third one? He's like. Oh, it's at your grandma's house. Do you want to go and watch it? I'm like, fuck yeah. So we took like a two hour drive uh, up to Gresham where they lived. And I go and I'm like, grandma, I'm going to watch Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And so I walk. So I sit down and then Jabba the Hutt automatically love it. And then the Rancor comes out. Love it. Then um, at the time, I thought Princess Leia looked like my cousin Tiffany. Like, (laughs) Like what? they honestly look the same. I'm like, what's Tiffany how, doing in there? And they're like, how old's how old's Tiffany now? She's like forty something. Do you have? Uh, does she have social no, media? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, why is uh, everyone just trying to like take away his family? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it's so, Logan. He's um, such an easy target. And so I'm watching. I'm like, this is awesome. And then they have the last scene, and then it cuts down. And, like, before on these VHS tapes, they showed, like, the interviews uh, before with George Lucas. Like, I forgot who he was talking to, but he was always talking to some guy right before it or after it. And I didn't really listen to those that much. But it then cuts off. And then I'm like, well, what's what's the next thing? And he's like, there's there's no more. But – and then he says, but – I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's movies that take place before. I'm like, show me the movies. And so he fucking – Goes to the store and gets uh, episode one, and he shows me. It. I'm like, I like that guy with the horns on his head, bro. Like that, that's pretty cool. And then I watch all the prequels, and then the Clone Wars movie comes out when I was in second grade, and that was the first time I saw a Star Wars movie in theaters, and I saw it with my dad as well. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, if you, for those who I don't know, I. Uh... I think is is Star Wars not to bring this up or anything, Logan, but is is Clone Wars special to you because your dad passed and that was your first movie that you watched with him? Uh, yeah, well, like that was one. Of, yeah, that was okay. like one of the first things I watched, like first Star Wars movie, and that was with my dad. Like it wasn't with anyone else; it was just like me and him, and that's, that's awesome. why it's kind of like special to me. All right, this is getting like a real one episode. I don't know how long you guys been listening, but like I get super emotional about my dad sometimes too. So mm-hmm. like, I'm feeling right at home. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so, I'm, and I'm sorry about your dad, bro. But that's that's a great story, and you'll you'll, you'll, you'll always have Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Thanks, man. So, 
uh, trying to brighten it up a little bit. So, Johnny, I'm a huge fan of yours, and you can even ask the boys. All week, I've been fanboying hardcore about this entire thing. Uh, it has been so precious. So, Thank you. So because of you coming on the show, I wanted to start a new segment specifically because of this. You know how you do the dude fuck that guy thing? Yeah. Okay, that's one of my favorite parts of your show, by the way. Thanks. Thanks I want to start from here on out doing a Bantha Fodder of the Week. And, I like it. Yes. Uh, <coughs> and there's been something I've been bitching about, and my girlfriend can attest to this. Walgreens exclusives. So the fucking asshole that decided that Black Series figures should be only Wal- – like there should be ones that are Walgreens exclusives should be fired. And, and I'll tell you this why. Because I live in western Pennsylvania, and there is no Walgreens remotely close to me. Like I'm driving two hours to go to a fucking Walgreens. And you know how hard it is for me to get a General Veers and not pay out the ass right now? TJ, you want to hear something even more depressing? What? There's like two Walgreens in Latrobe. Don't even bother coming to them. Fuck my life. Because I haven't, I haven't taken a look for the action figures. Uh-huh. I went on the hunt for some of the Walgreens exclusive Funko Pops. Excuse me, because they had a re- they had some really cool Spider-Man ones. I believe they had the black suit, and then they have for the Funko because I collect the Funkos. Yeah. Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, and Mace Windu are all Walgreens exclusives. Why the, the fuck? fuck shops at Walgreens? Your fucking <laughs> grandma on fucking Wednesday? Jesus Christ. Honestly. They, they, they I picked to... up Plo, and I have never not once seen Windu there. <laughs> so even if you go out to a Walgreens near you, you're probably not going to find one anyway. <laughs> And, the, and the, the bad thing is, is they just announced an Obi-Wan Black series, like a Clone Wars Obi-Wan. And you guys want to know what what the exclusive store is for that? Walgreens? It's fucking Walgreens! <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone. It's fucking Walgreens. Why should I have to drive two fucking hours to go to a goddamn Walgreens to get Obi-Wan Kenobi? Seriously. I- that's some bantha fodder for you. That is some fucking bantha fodder, dude. <laughs> I, no more Walgreens exclusives. If you, if you, everyone's listening at Hasbro, no more fucking Walgreens exclusives. Send them to Target. Send them to GameStop. For love of God, send them to fucking Walmart. Because I know there's Walmart exclusives. I'm looking at a goddamn Tobias Beckett Walmart exclusive Funko Pop right now. Send them to Walmart. There's more Walmarts than there are Walgreens. And let's be honest, Walmart's better than Walgreens. Jesus. Yeah, because honestly, Walgreens is like a like short little ass shop where your fucking grandma goes to get her like pain meds. Honestly, <laughs> like fucking, I haven't seen. Whenever I go into Walgreens, do I ever see a person who collects action figures there? No, I see people who are trying to bum off of like after Halloween candy and fucking grandmas trying to get their Alzheimer's pills. Like honestly, it's fucking ah. Well, there's actually like they have the best deals on condoms, but I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, of course yeah. you would know that, Grosso. Of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> if I remember correctly, there was a there was a conversation about you uh, in your profile picture with you nothing but a towel. Uh yeah, that's that's a true story. <laughs> that's that that's Skype though. You guys don't use Skype. No, we don't. Uh, if I remember correctly, I- Mr. Grosso is pretty freaking yoked, also, aren't you? You got a bad c- case of the swole. Yeah, I work hard. 
Maybe you're the one who should be cosplaying Kylo Ren. Do the whole Ben Solo <laughs> thing. I I had some requests, but like I'm also like a teacher, and when oh. I uh, about five or six years ago, my my Facebook pic profile pic was me at the beach, and my shirt was off, like completely like nothing sexual about it. I was a dude oh, at the no, beach. Yeah. I wasn't even posing. Right. And it like went through like, you know, there, there was a buzz in the school about it be- between people who really shouldn't be talking about it. You know what I mean? And like the, the they, they call me, call me in the office and they were like, look, you know, we know it's not a big deal, but, you know, some of the girls are like talking and like they're all checking their phones right now. So, when, um, you know, you're not in trouble or anything, but, you know, it might be a good idea if you, and I was like, I'll change it. I'll change it. It's fine. So like I had to, uh, get rid of all those pictures because like every year you get like a new crop of students and the, one, you know, they Google you, you know, like while you're fucking up there teaching and, you know, pictures come up like your profile pic, like my Facebook's private. I'm like, unless I add you obviously, but uh, but the profile pic still shows. So now it's just like my face or my dog. Like my Twitter's my dog. And then um, I think Facebook's just my face. So. How is Leia doing, there, by the way, Grosso? Aw, oh, man. Thanks for asking, dude. She's right here. She's half asleep. Oh, she's looking at me now. She uh, She's awesome, dude. My, my <laughs> little old lady crippled dog who I love to death. She's the best. Thank you for asking. Appreciate of course, it. dude. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the Bantha Fodder of the Week, and... Uh, we're going to wrap the show up because we're getting into, uh, now this is podcasting territory here. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is the longest episode we've ever done. That's a great show, man. You guys did a great job. Like, Thank you. It's like, it was a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, and I, we love having you on. Uh, Absolutely. Please come back. I'll at you on Twitter about the Star Wars theory stuff, man. Yeah, and 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 uh, I really appreciate you guys normally tape on Tuesday nights too, right? Yeah. So I appreciate you doing it. Like today's Sunday for those of you listening. Uh, I really, I, I really appreciate you guys moving your schedule just for me. I really appreciate that, and I will definitely come on again because you guys are good dudes and you love Star Wars, man. I'll talk to you guys all day. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, Thank you. So I got to do a little hey. bit of business stuff real quick. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, you can find this podcast. On iTunes, Twitter, I mean iTunes, SoundCloud, Blueberry, and our website, dobackdiscussion.net. It is updated. I want to say me and Jared write two two or three articles a week. I, I'd say that. Uh, also, we're, we're working on a Patreon right now because we're going to be doing some commentary. And soon, look out for Joe the Rogue doing Resistance Rundowns, which is where he does yeah, reviews of each of the Resistance episodes. And there will be spoilers, so I'm probably going to put the old spoiler alert horn at the beginning of everything. So. Spoiler alert! You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I want to do a Snapchat too, Jared, but I think you should be in charge of that. I mean, I can do socials. I I, I don't think our what we do is like Snapchat. Really? You know how many necessary? toy runs I go on a week? What? I, I could literally like like uh, record my toy runs and stuff. That would be cool, but like I said, I think that's more of also like a reason why I think our YouTube would be more useful for something like that. You're right. You're right. I'd rather tune in and watch like a 15-20 minute video of you going on a toy run than like 
segmented story videos. <laughs> you know, that's just me, though. But I'd say that's that's about it for this episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. Uh, thank you, Grasso, once again for joining us. Uh, Logan, Jared. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with me, boys. Uh, happy to be here man you know that yeah man same here but that's uh bardo signing off this is jared the dark jedi signing off this is jug the rogue signing off i i i guess i'm grasso and i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening guys bye-bye may the force be with you always